Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. 087 1400 106 is the number if you want to get in touch with us. We're asking, do you go to sleep at the same time every night? Well, a new study out today by the King's College in London has found that you should. Um, you should absolutely go to go to bed at the same time every evening. And sleep consultant Tom Con, uh, Tom Coleman is with us on the programme today. Tom, just explain why this makes a difference, first of all. It makes a huge amount of difference. Like one of the uh, attributes of assessing sleep quality is something called sleep regularity. And that means going to bed at the same time and getting up at the same time. Like we know that if you eat at the same time, if we exercise, if we have regular habits, the brain and the body and all of the systems within that respond very well to that. If, if, if we're not having consistent sleep and eating at the same time and everything else, it causes disarray and inconsistencies. I mean, imagine if you had your meals, your lunch at a different time each day and we sort of randomly done things. So, so the brain and the body respond really well to regularity. So there's two points to it. There's the fact that even a 90 minute difference in the time that you go to sleep on a regular basis. So for a lot of people, I mean, sure, myself, I know like you're in bed earlier midweek than you are at the weekend, but that has a massive impact. But it also has an effect too on your gut health. Presumably you're eating at different times. Yeah, absolutely. And gut health and sleep are, are uh, linked. We know that if you're getting good quality sleep. It impacts the type and diversity of the gut bacteria, uh, gut mobility, um, and gut is your gut health is linked to immunity as well. And don't forget, a lot of melatonin, the sleep hormone, is made in the gut. So they're all very much interlinked. And we know that good sleep improves um, your, your gut biome, your gut health, and having a healthy gut biome improves your sleep. So they're, they're very much linked. Seven hours or six? What's your recommendation, Tom? Um, I suppose when it comes to quantity, people do vary. So experts will tell us between seven and eight hours. Some people are fine on six hours. Now, you mentioned 90 minutes, and we sleep in cycles of 90 minutes. So I'd like people to plan their sleep in blocks of 90 minutes, okay? Uh, In that way, you're going to be waking up at the end of a sleep cycle, um, and we have a huge issue with, with the snooze button as well. So if you're out of routine, you could be waking yourself up in the middle of a sleep cycle and then you, you've got something called sleep inertia, which is grogginess on waking, disorientation, your, your thinking isn't clear and everything else, and you're confusing the brain then if you're going back to sleep. Yeah, I was reading Mel Robbins today in the New York, New York Times talking about, you know, you might think you found a cheat code with the snooze button, but you need to totally, you need to stay away from it, which I'm a huge fan of the snooze button. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I kind of, what I said to people is, okay, I'll give you, I'll give you maybe one go to give yourself a chance to wake up. But I mean, you're robbing yourself really, because many people hit the snooze button so many times, they're much better off planning out their 90 minute cycles and that way they're going to wake up and feel more refreshed. And how, do you plan these ni- how do you plan the 90 minute cycles, Tom? Okay, so here it is. The, um, if I have to get up at 7.30 and I need seven and a half hours because that's how much I need, I should be asleep at 12. So here's my tip, something I call the reverse snooze button. So instead of hitting the normal snooze button four, five, ten times, plan your sleep the night before. Set an alarm to tell yourself to get off the technology. Set another alarm to tell yourself, start my sleep routine, go to bed. 
uh, and be strict about it. And that will really help you in planning your 90-minute cycles. Do I need four cycles or five cycles? And being strict about patterns and routines because don't forget your brain works from association. And that's part of keeping regular sleep routines and regular habits. If I do this, I get this result. And it takes a little bit of time with sleep, mm. but the, the impact is, is huge. So set a reverse snooze alarms for yourself. I just looked here, I'm just looking at my um, alarm on the phone while I'm talking to you, Tom. And <laughs> I have yeah, I have six of them. There's six of them that kick off, they kick off from 6.25 and that'll have me up at seven. And there's six alarms that'll go off and all of them I will knock off till seven. Okay, so here's the issue. Your brain will start a new sleep cycle if you wake up and go back to sleep and that confuses the body clock. That's why I'm exhausted today, is it? Yes, that's why the sleep inertia, that's why you've got grogginess, that's why it takes longer um, uh, to be sharper, you've got cognitive impairment, um, you know, mood is impacted, all that type of thing. So, um, I would encourage you to get rid of some of those alarms. (laughs) Maybe set one or two. Right, so 6.25 and and up at 6, or or 6.25 and up at 6.30. So, yeah, so I mean, look, you're better off going to bed a little bit earlier and trying to stick with that. Uh, create that window for yourself, like entrain your brain, like with exercise, like with food. You know, we, we, we entrain our systems and we have to try and do that. And, and routine and mental wind down and all of the, those things will really inform that. And after a few days, you will become accustomed to it and you'll feel much, yeah. much better. The the the, the um, lines I used to always hear years ago about it's only the sleep you get before midnight that really counts. So truth that to that? would be, yeah, I mean, not really. In terms of research on this, um, your, your sleep phase, whether it's an hour here or an hour there, the important thing is the environmental, the light and the sound, that those things aren't being disrupted. So, Obviously, there'll be um, if you get to bed earlier and you're up earlier, you're, you're less likely to be disrupted. But there's no solid science behind that. There, there is variance with people. Some people are um, early risers, early to bed. Other people prefer to go to bed later. But it makes no impact really on your sleep quality, mm. your overall sleep quality. Um, but regularity, as we say, sleep regularity does. It's all does. about the regularity. There's a couple of texts in, Tom, from listeners here actually on this. It's 87 uh, Well, this listener just uh, comments that most of us in Ireland are shift workers, so it's impossible uh, for regularity when it comes to sleep. Um, this listener's wondering, I recently got a new job, nine to five. I've previously worked shift work, though, for 20 years, and I'm really yes. struggling to regulate my sleep. Is there anything I can do? It's it's hugely important for the shift. I mean, look, the shift workers, um, they have a lot of unique challenges. And even for somebody who comes off shift then, because they've been asking their body clock to change every few days, and that, that, that has caused issues. And those are kind of imprinted. So when we stop the activity, um, the brain still um, wakes you up when, when it shouldn't, etc. So it, it will take a few weeks. The, the, um, it's really important that you look at all of the different things that influence your sleep from light viewing being very powerful. So getting lots of bright light when, you, when we should be active and want to be active and then shutting down light, having the eye mask, the blackout blinds, regular exercise, look at the caffeine, look at your food intake. Uh, be patient because with sleep, um, it's it's really important that we mm. be patient and stress is huge because the same systems that control stress control 
sleep. So it will take weeks rather than a couple of days or a couple of quick fixes. Sinead is on the line. Sinead has a, a question for you, Tom, today. What's your query, Sinead? How are you? Hiya. Yeah, no, it's actually basically the same as you've just been speaking about, except my other half now works in the airport and rather than, say, having shifts of, say, a week of nights, a week of this, it's different yeah. shifts every day. So yeah. how do you manage that? It's, it is difficult. You have to be constantly looking ahead to the next shift and seeing okay. where can I rest, where can I sleep. The shift worker has to look at the 90-minute cycles. So when they're coming off nights, going on to days, should he sleep for three hours, four hours, five hours, six hours, um, blocks of 90 minutes, three hours or four and a half hours, we're looking at splitting the difference between um, you know, getting into the next uh, routine of a day or two. Food also yeah. is really important for the shift worker, your digestive yeah. system. Um, you know, it's really important that they not take on a huge meal between 12 uh, midnight and 6 a.m. So they, they eat most of their calories if they're on nights prior to that. Because as we know, there's a huge amount of research from, you know, companies like Yakult and everything else looking at, at, at the impact of sleep disruption and uh, gut mobility and everything else. So for the shift worker, the food, the exercise, the downtime, the mental uh, wind down, all of those things should be looked at and sleeping in blocks of 90 minutes and learning how to nap and napping when appropriate as well. Okay. I'm, okay. a hu- I'm a huge fan of, of, a, of a nap, Tom. Oh, so am I. Absolutely. I might even have one after this conversation. Yeah. Listen, I don't, I don't, think, don't <laughs> think we embrace the nap enough at all. Uh, Sinead, thanks a million for getting in touch. 1800-453-106 is the number. Um, a very tired Michael in Connemara, Tom, says, I've been recently diagnosed with sleep apnea. I barely get four hours sleep a night. Can you please ask your expert what my options are? Okay, so we're looking at lifestyle changes or we're looking at maybe a CPAP continuous airway pressure machine. Now, um, which which do we want to choose? I suppose, you know, exploring the lifestyle changes, uh, we're looking at a, a, some kind of blockage in the airway. Uh, so we're looking at weight, uh, weight loss, regular exercise, uh, even your sleep position, um, anything that will that will kind of um, help you know, n- not impair uh, the breathing and it's kind of biomechanical. Otherwise, you're looking at a CPAP machine. Obviously, uh, drinking and drinking alcohol will have a huge impact on it. Uh, smoking. There there are even some exercises you can do that may help the tissues and the muscles and everything else mm. in the neck. Uh, it improves the integrity of them. So I would I would kind of look into to those okay. areas maybe first if, if, if the continuous airway is not an option. Just a quick one from this listener, Tom. Do any of the herbal supplements or sprays actually work to help you sleep? Yeah, I mean, there are a full range. Some do. Uh, the ones that have been researched that have been shown to, to really help are for, forms of magnesium, uh, uh, magnesium 3 and 8 or glycinate. There are lots of different forms. Those, those are the two forms concerned with sleep. Other herbal supplements, uh, apigenin is a powerful floral compound. It's, it's extracted from chamomile. A lot of really good research to show that that really helps apigenin or another one, L-theanine, and these won't have any uh, counter effects or 
knock-on effects the next day. So, uh, yeah, there, there are some good supplements. Do your research, speak to your medical professional or your GP before taking anything. Health scientist and sleep coach Tom Coleman. Tom, thanks a million for joining us in the programme today. There's actually loads more questions coming in. People love to talk about sleep and getting a good quality night's kip as well. We'll have to bring you back, Tom, again for another day. Lunchtime live at newstalk.com, though. That's the email address if you want to get in touch. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.